Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk sheet. Recorded live. The books of the Bible. We're in chapter 8 of Leviticus, and we use a King James Version Bible. Remember to follow along with the King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus as we go through Leviticus chapter 8. Well, Leviticus chapter 8 is going to be another chapter of showing us all the rituals, all the stuff that the children of Israel had to go through. In this case, uh, part of what we're going to take a look at is what Aaron and his sons, the Levitical priesthood, what they had to go through in order for God to accept them for doing the works that they're supposed to do. See, for us, as believers, it's easy. Jesus died on the cross. He overcame death. His blood covers our sins. And as long as we believe in him, the Messiah of God, and what he did for us, then guess what? In order to do God's work, we need to just do it with the leading of the Holy Spirit. We don't have to do all these rituals and stuff. Let's take a look at some of the stuff that the um, Levitical priesthood had to do in order for God to accept them. Verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take Aaron and his sons with him, in the garments and the anointing oil, and a bullet for the sin offering, and two rams in a basket of unleavened bread. So, Moses, take Aaron and his son, bring a bunch of stuff with you, and gather thou, verse 3, all the congregation together unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So, what are we doing? We've got to gather all the people. So the people are going to go to the tabernacle. And Moses did as the Lord commanded him, and the assembly was gathered together unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So they did what God wanted them to do. Moses was the one that told them what they needed to do. You see, we have direct access to God. When God wants us to do something, he'll tell us through his spirit what he wants us to do. We have direct access, you see. Spirit to spirit. God to us. And in these days, that's not the way it worked. You had to have Moses, God tell Moses what to do, and then Moses tells the people what to do. 
Verse 5. And Moses said unto the congregation, This is the thing which the Lord commanded to be done. So, understand, he's saying, Moses, to the people, this is what God wants to be done. And of course, Moses has to show them, for when he's gone, this will be carried on through the generations. And Moses brought Aaron and his sons and washed them with water. So, first of all, you have to clean your body. And he put upon uh, Aaron, and he put upon him the coat, and girded him with the girdle, and clothed him with a robe, and put the ephod upon him, and he girded him with the courteous girdle of the ephod, and bound it unto him therewith. And he put the breastplate upon him. He also put in the breastplate the Urim and Thurim. And he put the mitre upon his head, also upon the mitre, even upon his forefront, did he put the golden plate, the holy crown, as the Lord commanded Moses. So you understand, in order for Aaron to approach God, he had to have all these clothes on, all this stuff, special clothing that they had to make and had to provide for the high priest, which was Aaron at this time. And Moses took the anointing oil. So Moses is showing the people, look, in the future, this is what must be done. And Moses took the anointing oil and anointed the tabernacle and all that was therein and sanctified them. So in order for God to be next to them, to come to them, to come to the tabernacle, the tabernacle had to be cleansed. And he sprinkled thereof upon the altar seven times and anointed the altar and all his vessels, both the laver and his foot, to sanctify them. And he poured of the anointed oil upon Aaron's head and anointed him to sanctify him. So you see, all the equipment, the place, Aaron himself, Everything has to be anointed for God to come in their presence. You see, through Jesus Christ, God will come to you no matter where you are, no matter what house you're in, no matter where you exist. Even if you're a homeless person in a homeless shelter, guess what? God will come to you. Thirteen. And Moses brought Aaron's sons and put coats upon them and girded them with girdles and put bonnets upon them as the Lord commanded Moses. So Aaron was the first. He was the high priest. He had certain things he had to do. So remember, you've got to make everything sanctified so God can dwell. God can't dwell with anything that is, you know, not sanctified. And... He brought the bullock for the sin offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the bullock for the sin offering. So Aaron and his sons had to, you know, offer a bullock, which means uh, a cattle or some kind of uh, farm animal, for the sin offering. And they had to put their hands on the animal when they killed it. 
And he slew it, and Moses took the blood and put it upon the horns of the altar round about his finger and purified the altar and poured the blood at the bottom of the altar and sanctified it to make it, uh, to make reconciliation upon it. So, first they had to wash with water. Then they had to be anointed with the oil. And then everything, and now it's blood. So there's a process for them to become sanctified in God's eyes. Now, I want to ask this before we continue. And do you think that God really needed all of this in order for him to talk and to communicate and be with the high priest or the priest? Do you think that all of this was necessary or could God just come to somebody without this? Well, the answer is, it wasn't necessary. Moses and God had a relationship without Moses having to do any of this. But you see, why did God do it? He did it so that the people would have rules to obey. He's testing them to see if they want to follow him, to do what he wants them to do. So then they would be worthy to have access to him. You understand? See, we don't have to go through a bunch of stuff because Jesus went through it for us. See, this wasn't necessary. It's just God putting it on them to do, to continually test them. And he took all the fat, verse 16, that was upon the inwards and the call above the liver and the two kidneys and their fat. And Moses burned it upon the altar. But the bullock in his hide, his flesh and his dung, he burnt with fire without the camp, as the Lord commanded Moses. So there are certain things that God didn't want to be a part of the uh, sanctification that you have inside an animal. And that was burned outside the camp. Okay? And 17. But the bullock in his hide and his flesh and his dung he burned. 18. And he brought the ram for the burnt offering, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the ram. So we have the sin offering, one animal, now you get a second animal, the ram, which is a sheep. And they have to kill that for a burnt offering. And he killed it, and Moses sprinkled the blood upon the altar round about. So guess what? More blood, another thing to sanctify the altar. Now they're being shown what God requires of them. Okay. And he cut the ram into pieces, and Moses burnt the head and the pieces and the fat. And he washed the inwards and the legs in water, and Moses burnt the whole ram upon the altar. It was a burnt sacrifice for a sweet savor and an offering made by fire unto the Lord, and the Lord commanded Moses. So you see, they're learning about the different sacrifices. And he brought the other ram, the ram of consecration. So now we've got a second ram. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the head of the ram, 
And he slew it, and Moses took the blood of it and put it upon upon the tip of Aaron's right ear. So the first ram's blood was for, you know, the objects, the temple and stuff like that, the altar. The second ram's blood was actually put on Aaron and his sons and took the blood, put it upon the tip of Aaron's right ear. See, I think it's, I think God has sense humor. And just so you understand, Aaron's right ear, the ear is what you hear with. So sanctify the ear so that you can hear what is right when you're doing your work. And upon the thumb of his right hand, so the hand, the right hand, the thumb, is used all the time when doing the work that God has called them to do, when they're lifting things and doing the stuff that they're doing. And upon the great toe of his right foot, which means when he's walking around, you see, and he brought Aaron's sons and Moses and put up the blood upon the tip of their right ear and upon the thumb of their right hands and upon the great toes of their feet. And Moses sprinkled the blood upon the altar round about. So, you see, they had to go through all that stuff. You see, all those steps that they had to take. And he took the fat and the rump and all the fat that was upon the inwards and the call above the liver and the two kidneys and their fat and the right shoulder. And out of the basket of unleavened bread that was before the Lord, he took one unleavened cake and a cake of oiled bread and one wafer and put them on fat on the fat and upon the right shoulder. So here we go. There's more things. Now we're going to get into the unleavened bread. We're going to get into a different type of bread, the oil bread, and and wafers. And so you've got you've got all these steps. You see, God's testing them. He's having them do this so that He knows that they truly want to. And he put all 27, and he put all upon Aaron's hands and upon his son's hands, and he waved them for wave offering before the Lord. So this is a wave offering. It's another type of offering. And Moses took them from off their hands and burnt them on the altar upon the burnt offering. They were consecration for sweet savor. It is an offering made by fire unto the Lord. So here we go. Another type of offering. And Moses took the breast and waved it for a wave offering before the Lord. For of the ram of the consecration, it was Moses' part, as the Lord commanded Moses. So now this is for Moses. And Moses took of the anointing oil and of the blood which was upon the altar and sprinkled it upon Aaron and upon his garments, and upon his sons, and upon his son's garments with him, and sanctified Aaron and his garments, and his sons, and his son's garments with him. So not only had the stuff had to be cleaned, all the stuff that they were wearing, it had to be sanctified also with different things, different ways, different offerings. 
And Moses said unto Aaron and to his sons, Boil the flesh at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and there eat it with the bread that is in the basket of consecration, as I have commanded, saying, Aaron and his sons shall eat. So now they're going to partake of these consecrated offerings for food. Okay? So they have to make sure that what they eat is consecrated. They can't just eat anything and then go in the presence of God. And that which remain of the flesh and the bread shall ye burn with fire. And of course, no one else can eat this but Aaron and his sons. And ye shall not go out of the door of the tabernacle of the congregation in seven days until the days of your consecration be at an end. For seven days shall he consecrate you. So, they're going to have to do this themselves, do the things that they're doing for seven days. They can't go outside the temple, the tabernacle, the place that they built in the desert. And they've been staying there for seven days and God will consecrate them. Stay away from the flesh world, you see. And he hath done this day, so the Lord hath commanded to do to make an atonement for you. So this is how they are now going to be able to approach God and be God's priests. You see, with Jesus, we don't have to do any of this. This was all fulfilled and done away with. It's not any more needed to be done. Therefore, shall ye abide at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and, uh, congregation day and night, seven days, and keep the charge of the Lord that ye die not, for so I am commanded. So you see, here's another test. You've got to stay there seven days. You can't come out of it. If you do, you're going to die. See, see all these tests that they have to go through, that they have to pass. Now, does that mean that God doesn't test us? Of course he tests us. But as Christians and believers, we have different types of tests. And yes, he wants to know. Are you going to follow Jesus? There's things that Jesus showed us that we are to do as believers and part of the body of Christ. And yes, God tests his people. So Aaron and his sons did all things which the Lord commanded by the hands of Moses. So you see, they had to go through all of these rituals, all of these sacrifices, all of this stuff, and become sanctified in God's eyes in order to be allowed to have access to God. And the thing is that the seven days, guess what? The seven days, if you're away from the world, if you're away from people of the world, if you're away from worldly things and you're only around God's stuff, which they were in the tabernacle with God's stuff, and everything that was holy and sanctified, and guess what? Then that's a fast from the world, and you become clean and pure in God's eyes. It's a good thing for us to do also believers to to fast from the world. You know, if you can only do it for a day, then do it for a day. Go someplace away from everyone and do it for a day or for a week and cleanse yourself 
of the world, not only the people and things in the world, but also from the world. So if it's possible, go into the woods, away from the electricity and all of the conveniences and stuff that's going on in the world, and spend some time alone with God. Believe me, when you're finished and through that time, you're going to be very close to God as a believer and a priest. And that completes the study. Next time we'll pick it up. Leviticus chapter 9 as we go through the books. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.